All right, the Toy Story film franchise is back in theaters with its fourth and latest installment. This time, Sheriff Woody, voiced by, of course, Tom Hanks, uh, finds that he is no longer the favorite toy in the bedroom, and he is uh, concerned with making sure that he and his friends are there for their owner, Bonnie, when she needs them. But then one day, Bonnie comes home from kindergarten with a creature that she made herself using a utensil, a pipe cleaner, and two googly eyes. His name is Forky, and Bonnie's love has brought Forky to life. Have a listen. Forky is the most important toy to Bonnie right now. We all have to make sure nothing happens to him. Woody, we have a situation. I am not a toy. I was made for soup, salad, maybe chili, and then the trash. Buzz, we've got to get Forky. Affirmative. Why am I alive? You're Bonnie's toy. You are going to help create happy memories that will last for the rest of her life. Huh? What? Oh! All right, how is the latest Toy Story film? Is it fantastic, or have audiences perhaps outgrown Toy Story? Here's our pop culture expert, Vicki Sparks, who joins us in the studio. Vicki, happy Friday. Happy Friday. Okay, you've seen the film. Uh, what do you think? Uh, what's your take here? Uh, give us your overall impressions. Is it as good as the previous installments? It is absolutely as good as the previous three. It might still be getting better with every installment. Um, To say that people have grown tired of the franchise, I think, could not be more wrong because they continue to deliver at really the level where they are setting the bar for animated features for every other studio to follow. Yeah, because Toy Story, one of the things that they've done and done so ingeniously is kind of weave a few different plots, one that the kids can enjoy and follow and one that the adults, the parents, can follow. Absolutely, and they were really the first ones to do that. Um, All of the animated features we've seen since from Pixar have really followed suit where they're telling two different layered stories. Um, And the kids' version is completely enjoyable for the young ones, they they enjoy it. And the adult version often flies right over the kids' heads and leaves the adults just weeping, having gone through, you know, an emotional crisis while <laughs> watching the movie. So they're really, really talented people over there. Now, I've read that uh, Toy Story 4, the humor in this installment is maybe a little, uh, you know, coarser and that uh, the plot takes a really unexpected turn. We don't want to give anything away. No no spoilers. uh, No worries. I won't give anything away. Um, No, I would say it's definitely, I think it's one of the funniest of the franchise so far. Um, As far as the plot taking an unexpected turn, I mean, it. There's a there are a few surprises, but not anywhere that I was like, whoa, what's happening now? We're on Mars. Um, you know, nothing to be completely unexpected um, or completely out of the ordinary. It does leave the confines of the home, um, which they've experimented with in little bits and pieces in other movies. But this one primarily takes place on a road trip. So we're not stuck in someone's bedroom. And being on a road trip does open up the door for lots of new characters to join in. Um, you've got Bo Peep, who who was a central figure in the first and second movies, and then we lost her in the third movie. She's back. She gets reunited with Woody while they're on the road trip. You've got a couple of new plush toys who are part of a carnival who are voiced by comedians Key and Peele, who are just a hysterical addition to the cast, along with, of course, new main character Forky, who is literal trash. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And you got to be really careful how you say his name. You sure do. Don't you? Yeah. Uh, Toy Story has always been interesting because, well, it's been focused on uh, toys, 
really it's kind of about humans and human emotions in so many ways, right? Love Definitely. and friendship and uh, I don't know, rejection and, and loss. Yeah. And uh, you, you don't feel as if uh, maybe four uh, movies down the line that they've kind of lost their, uh, their audience a little bit? No, no, not not at all. I think when you see this fourth installment, you'll see that it can either be a really beautifully poignant end to the franchise, or it can be a jumping off part for a, a completely new chapter where they go down a completely different road. And I'll be really interested to see where, where they decide to go. It could be the end for some of our favorite characters. It could just be be the beginning of a new story for them. And I think, of course, that will depend on whether or not, you know, the big names attached, if Tom Hanks wants to do another one, if Tim Allen does. Um, but either way, they treat the characters that we've known to grown to love over the last 25 years with such respect and such dignity. And I think that's why we think of them as people as opposed to toys, because they really are. They're going through every emotion that every adult on the planet has ever gone through, rejection and jealousy and loss and not being the favorite anymore and kind of trying to worm your way back in there with this movie in particular. Um, and I think it's really, really easy to resonate with adults. Yeah, and I think that that's the key. You're absolutely yeah. right to this a franchise, uh, the Toy Story franchise, because if it was just about toys, I was kind of thinking yeah. about the, the next generation, the next audience, because I don't know how many kids are actually playing you know, with dolls anymore, right? I mean, we live in such a technologically advanced age that, uh, you know, I got a friend who's got a two-year-old. Yeah. She's already running around with a, a tablet and uh, oh headphones boy. and stuff on. Like, I mean, yeah, doll, I mean, dolls are almost becoming a thing of the past. Yeah, it's definitely, there is a, a kind of a, an air of nostalgia to the, the film series at this point because it does harken back to the days where kids had bedrooms full of toys and yeah. none of them were laptops or tablets or, or anything. Um, but I think that's part of what keeps adults interested because it really has been a series that while incredibly successful with kids, it's been equally or more successful with adults because it does talk to us on that deeper level. I mean, if you talk to most people about one of the heart most heart-wrenching scenes they've ever seen in a movie, Toy Story 3 on that conveyor belt, nine out of 10 people <laughs> will tell you adults in the world that they could not keep it together thinking they were watching those toys face their end. So it's really, you can't overstate how much it's touched people. I think it was Toy Story 2. I took uh, my friend's uh, son to, yeah. to see it, and uh, he was uh, seven, I think, uh, at the time. And I remember that uh, scene uh, when uh, Buzz Lightyear uh, sees, uh, I'm sorry, the, the, the little bull peep. Yes. Yeah, for the first time, and his wings go cling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whole audience does Absolutely. just what you did. And then I still remember the seven-year-old turning to me going, why is everybody laughing? Exactly. And to I which mean, I went, ask your father, okay? <laughs> I am not filling in the blanks there. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's the brilliance of Toy Story, and they were they were the first to do that, and I think they, Pixar, the people at Toy Story, remain the best at that, where they can tell these, you know, slightly scandalous jokes, but in a way that adults 100% understand, and exactly like your friend's kid, kids don't get it at all. They're not even remotely scandalized by it, because they're just like... I don't understand what's funny about yeah. this. And one day they'll rewatch it and go, oh my goodness, I get it now. Toy ah, Story, you, yeah. you scandalous little movie. <laughs> here with pop culture expert Vicki Sparks. While we have you here, wanted to talk about Netflix because uh, there is word today that Netflix, which of course is long shunned advertisements on its mm -hmm. platform, that could soon change thanks to the cost of original programming. What do you think about maybe commercials 
on Netflix? I think it's highly unlikely. I think the news today is a lot of outsider executives from other companies not doing as well as Netflix saying they're going to have to put in ads at some point because they're dealing with mounting debt as they continue to create an overwhelming volume of original programming. And of course, that costs millions and millions and hundreds of millions of dollars at the rate that they're doing it. I think uh, just over $12 billion in 2018. I get this. Uh, where's well, right, right. Billions and billions. What's a billion or two between friends? But that is crazy money that Netflix is. has spent to bring us things like Stranger Things and Orange is the New Black. Yeah, but I mean, when you think about the money that Orange is the New Black and Stranger Things have brought in for them, not only through, through uh, subscriber numbers going up, but merchandise and, and all of that. I'm not a business person, but I got to figure <laughs> it comes out at least close to even, um, at least with the shows that do really, really well. And Netflix is pretty ruthless if you're not doing well in a first season that they will cut you. They give a lot of chances, but you really get that one season to to make your mark. And if, if you're not cutting it, then they'll cut you. Well, as you mentioned or alluded to, there's so many other players coming on to the uh, streaming yeah. uh, scene and uh, online streaming platform. Uh, so the competition is growing. But do you think Netflix has got a real advantage because they were first in and they've got such a big, rich subscriber base, which yeah. is now, I think, roughly, what, 15 or $16 a month for yep. most uh, households? That, that that really gives them a huge head start over the Hulus of the world. Well, they've got a 200 million subscriber head start. So I don't think they're as concerned about, you know, Disney streaming or any of these other players coming in. And a lot of those other streamers, you have to keep in mind, are right now only starting in America. They're only going to be available there to begin with. Netflix is international. It has become synonymous with the idea of streaming, right? You don't Hulu and chill, you Netflix and chill. It is the Kleenex of the streaming world. Um, So I don't think there's any real competition. Now, Disney Plus streaming in the States is going to have a monopoly on everything that Disney owns, which after the merger with Fox is almost everything. So that will be interesting to see how that plays out. I think if anybody's actually going to give them a run for their money, it may be Disney+. Plus. Um, But in terms of Hulu, which again is strictly American, even in Canada, Crave or Amazon Prime, which is international, they just don't have the numbers to be of any real threat. And the content that they're licensing... um, is content that Netflix has basically let them license. And their original programming, Mm -hmm. while some of it is doing incredibly well, it can't compare in the volume that Netflix is doing. Okay, get you out on this question. Do you think, you mentioned Netflix and chill. Mm -hmm. Do you think that Netflix subscribers will chill if ads eventually come, or do you think there's going to be a mass exodus? I think it depends in the way that ads come. I think that if ads come to Netflix, they're not going to come in the traditional 15 or 30 second commercial way that we're used to seeing on TV. That was a format that was introduced because of the way that TV works, and Netflix simply doesn't work that way. So I think you're going to be seeing a lot more product into integration or you know this episode sponsored by sprite or you can click on this sprite in this i'm just using sprite as an example i don't think they bought anything but (laughs) you know some kind of interactive tool with it there i don't think you're going to be seeing traditional commercials put in at the beginning or or middle of shows all right shout out to sprite